Our scripture reading this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 6. We'll be looking at verses 10 through 20, and Pastor Ben Panner will be focusing in on verse 16 this morning. In Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10, we read, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and with all prayer perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. This is God's word. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning. I would encourage you to keep your Bibles open to Ephesians chapter 6. We'll be spending our time in verse 16. Pastor Moody has the great privilege of being with his daughter and taking her to university in the UK. And so I'm glad he has some time away in that regard. And for those who don't know me, my name is Ben Painter. I'm the college pastor here and glad to serve in your midst in this church family. So as we start, let me just pray to the Lord for his strength and encouragement as we come to his word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, when we fear that our faith will fail, we pray that you would hold us fast. When we think the tempter would prevail, would you hold us fast this morning, strengthening us according to the promises of your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, December 7th, 1941, our country found itself under attack. Pearl Harbor was invaded and the impact was devastating. A day later, President FDR spoke these words. He said, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked 
hostilities, he went on to say, exist. A message to a country under attack. September 11th, 2001, our country again found itself under attack. We reflected on this even last weekend, and President Bush, 20 years ago, on 9-11, spoke these words, today our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. A message to a country under attack. September 19th, 2021. We find ourselves, again, hearing a message to a people under attack. This attack is not against a country. It is against the church. It is not a global battle. It is one of cosmic scale. It's not a battle against flesh and blood. It is a spiritual battle against the principalities and the powers of evil. And the Apostle Paul here today has an urgent message, an urgent word to the church, a message to a church under attack. College church, we are in a spiritual battle against spiritual forces that are out to cause us spiritual harm. And some this morning, we even heard a testimony about it, are very aware, keenly aware that the church is under attack. Christians in Afghanistan Uzbekistan, elsewhere, they're facing increased persecution. The church in America is often facing ongoing division and feels fractured many times. Families and students are sitting in deep confusion about what to believe. What is truth? Christians in the workplace are sensing a greater degree of isolation because of their faith in Jesus. Moral failure, as we've even heard this fall, among prominent church leaders is a devastating, yet an unfortunate recurring theme. See, many are deeply aware through their own experience that we are under attack. And I want to affirm that heightened sense of spiritual battle, yet I want to remind you this morning, this is not a new battle. These are not new Attacks. The people of God have been under attack since the very beginning, all the way back in Genesis 3. And so we stand today on the same battlefield that Christian men and Christian women throughout the ages, throughout the centuries, have stood on and have fought against the forces of evil and have stood upon Christ. The church will always be under attack until Christ comes again. But there's others this morning, today, that I believe are simply numb to the fact that the church is under attack, sitting in comfort, maybe oblivious to all that the church is facing, claiming that the church is just overreacting and things are just not that bad. But my friend, there, there is a battle going on. And Paul's words today are meant to rattle us and wake us up to its reality. College church, we are under attack. But the question today is this, are you behind the shield? We're under attack, but are you behind the shield of faith? See, Paul has a message for us, and I'm going to sum it up 
this way from Ephesians 6, verse 16. The church under attack will be protected through continual faith. The church under attack will be protected through continual faith. And as we go through this verse, we're just going to track through it with, with three points. Constant attacks, but continual faith, and lastly, certain protection. Let me read our verse one more time to bring us back up to speed. Verse 16 in Ephesians of chapter 6, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. So friends, first, constant attacks. Constant attacks. I say constant because that's how Paul starts. He says, in all circumstances, you will extinguish all the darts of the evil one. If the shield is needed in all circumstances, the attacks will certainly come at all times. The schemes of the evil one, they are not seasonal. They are not occasional. They come at us constantly. And these attacks, they're described in our passage as as flaming darts of the evil one. In Paul's day, there were darts, there were arrows, or you might think of these missiles that were launched from the enemy seeking to cause destruction and cause harm to those who were on the battlefield. And they were often soaked in fire. So these flaming darts, flaming arrows, flaming missiles coming and seeking and searching to cause harm. So in this spiritual battle, the flaming arrows launched by the evil one, the evil one being the devil. How is the devil described often in the scriptures? Well, he's an adversary. He's a liar. He's a tempter. He's an accuser. He's a roaring lion seeking to devour. And he uses lies and temptations even suffering or accusations against God's people, anything he can do to harm the church. These constant attacks, they're sent out by the evil one. And while there might be many wicked purposes for these arrows being sent out, I think there's a dominant reason that these arrows are launched as we think about it today. They're launched, they're shot in order to cause unbelief, to cause unbelief in God and unbelief in God's word. Think about it this way. What were the first arrows that Satan launched? Going all the way back to Genesis 3, verse 1, he confronts Eve and says this, did God actually say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? A flaming arrow launched at Eve to cause her to disbelieve in the truthfulness of God's word. He continues in Genesis 3, 4, and he says, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat, you will be like God. Another arrow sent out to cause unbelief in the character and the trustworthiness of God. So whether they're lies or whether they're temptations, could be suffering circumstances or a host of all other means. These flaming arrows, these flaming darts of the evil one, they're aimed at causing our soul to lose confidence in God and to lose confidence in his word. 
his word of promise, so that you may no longer believe that God is trustworthy, so that you may no longer believe that his word is true, so that you may no longer believe that God is for you. Do you know these tactics? Do you know these schemes through your own experience? Have you, have you felt the pressure of these arrows coming upon you? Constant attacks sent out to cause unbelief. Friends, again, a church under attack. Constant attack by the evil one. Seeking to cause us spiritual harm. But, college church, we do not need to sit in fear We're not left to our own devices. We've heard throughout this entire fall, we've been exhorted to stand firm in God's might, putting on the whole armor of God. The message of constant attacks, the message to us under these attacks is to what? Today, take up the shield of faith. And those who get behind the shield will find protection for their souls. So first, these constant attacks coming at us regularly, ongoing, and yet second, continual faith, because these constant attacks will be extinguished through continual faith. Just as we describe these, these darts and arrows, thinking about this Roman shield, a soldier on battle would have had this, this big shield, most likely four feet tall, two and a half feet wide, that would have served to protect and help this soldier survive. It was a big shield, and the edges of the shield were, were often bent in to provide coverage, even from attacks from the side. This shield was covered oftentimes in canvas or leather, and was even soaked in water so as these flaming arrows were coming, it would extinguish them. The shield provided protection, and the shield helped a soldier to persevere in battle from the attacks on all angles. So here's Paul. He's saying, take up the shield. The shield of what? The shield of faith. For the Christians in this spiritual battle, our shield is faith. And it must be taken up. This means this is something that is continually in an ongoing way, something we must do. Faith must be taken up over and over so that we may stand and extinguish the darts of the evil one. But what does Paul mean by faith? What does Paul mean by faith? Thinking of faith, we need to think of these words receiving and resting receiving and resting. Faith is the soul's receiving and resting in God and his word of promise. You see, God is revealing himself to us in the Bible. And God is speaking his word of promise, his promises throughout the scriptures. And so faith entails our souls receiving God and receiving his promises as they're revealed to us in scriptures. It means taking him at his word, surrendering to him as he is revealed in his word, trusting his word. But faith also entails a resting in God and in his promise, depending, relying on him, looking nowhere else, resting on God, all he is and all he has 
done. But I think a few words need to be said about faith because faith is often misunderstood. Some throw out the phrase, just have a little faith and things will just turn out fine. Viewing faith as some kind of magical wand that will provide us anything that we want. (laughs) Well, faith in God does not secure material blessing for us. And faith in God does not automatically remove earthly suffering in our life. Just having a little faith does not mean your earthly circumstances will turn around in life. It is God's promise according to God's will that's found in God's very word. He set down his promises for us in the scriptures so that we may receive and rest in them. And ultimately, what does the Bible tell us? That all of the promises of God find their yes and amen in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So when we place our faith in God and in his word of promise that's found in the scriptures, ultimately Jesus, what does God do? God gives us spiritual life. God gives us spiritual blessings. God gives us spiritual strength. He provides the spiritual resources for this battle that we are in. God protects us and provides for us according to the promises in his word. Continual faith, the soul's ongoing receiving and resting in God and his word of promise. So we've thought about these constant attacks. We've defined more of what continual faith is. But what Paul is saying is that as the church is taking up the shield of faith, continual faith, what does he say will happen? The end of verse 16, Paul says, we will be able to extinguish all the flaming darts, all the destructive arrows. There is a certain protection for the church who is living by continual faith. So let's just spend a few moments Let's think about a couple specific arrows that the evil one would launch upon us, a few arrows among many that could come our way, and we will show how taking up the shield of faith will provide certain protection for the people of God. What are some of the flaming arrows sent out against us? One of the flaming arrows of the evil one are accusations, accusations, Because in the book of Ephesians, Paul spends a great amount of time laying before the church their great salvation that is found in Jesus. We've been given new life in Jesus. We've been brought into the family of God through Jesus. We've been saved, forgiven, and brought near. And as Revelation 12 says, Satan is an accuser and he will accuse the church night and day. So if this is the great blessing of being in Christ, our salvation, he will do anything to cause us to doubt this truth. When you sin, he wants you to sit in shame. To believe you are not worthy. To believe you are not welcomed anymore. He wants to accuse you that you no longer belong here. When Satan accuses us, God's people must take up the shield of faith, receiving God's word of promise that he has redeemed us from all our sin through the blood of Jesus. 
We must rest in Christ and his righteousness on our behalf. We must rest in the promise that we are saved by grace alone, not by our works. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, upward I look and see him there who made an end to all my sin. We receive God's word of promise that all our sins have been forgiven. That our salvation is secured because of Christ, not because of us. Christ has defeated sin. He's defeated death. And we rest in all that he has accomplished. This morning, are you sitting here feeling dirty and full of shame because of your sin? Are you doubting that God would love a person like you? Questioning if you are no longer worthy or welcomed? Christ has forgiven your sins if you are a Christian here this morning. Take up the shield of faith. Extinguish the attacks of the enemy and receive the blessing and the protection of the promises of God. Full forgiveness, complete access in the family as a child of God. But I want to pause here for a moment because we've been talking about continual faith in the life of believers And I think there are some here this morning, and I have been praying for you throughout this week, who actually need to be called to initial faith in Jesus Christ, to experience real forgiveness of your sins, to be welcomed for the first time into God's family. Some of you sit here longing for the assurance that your sins can be forgiven, to be brought from the bondage of sin to the freedom that is found in Christ. No matter your track record, by faith you will be saved. No matter your guilt, by faith you will be saved. No matter your age, whether you are old here this morning, whether you are young here this morning, by faith you will be saved. Friend, if that's you this morning, you're wondering How can I experience this fullness of forgiveness, this entrance into a real true spiritual family and have spiritual protection and life here and now and for all eternity? You simply pray to Jesus. You confess your sin and your rebellion against God and you place your faith in Jesus, receiving his death on your behalf receiving and resting in his life through his resurrection, looking nowhere else for your salvation, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Will you turn to Jesus in faith initially this morning? And if that is you, we want to walk alongside you in this family because we as a church family are called to continual faith in Jesus Christ. But some of you here today are called to initial faith in Jesus Christ. Will you turn to him in faith? Friends, the evil one wants to accuse us, to accuse the church, but taking up the shield of faith and his victory at the cross extinguishes those arrows. But it's not just accusations. It's also temptations. It's also temptations because Ephesians 2 says that the devil is also described as the prince of the power of the air, 
that's at work leading many to live in the passions of their flesh. What are some of the arrows of the evil one? These flaming darts meant to cause us harm? Well, he uses our own sinful desires, the lure of our sinful desires in our heart and in our mind. There's a Puritan preacher, his name was Thomas Brooks, and he wrote a book, I love this title, he calls it Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. (laughs) And his first comment about the device or the attack of Satan, number one, he says this, he says, to present the bait and hide the hook. To present the golden cup and hide the poison. To present the sweet, the pleasure, the profit that may flow to the soul by yielding to sin, but by hiding from the soul the misery that will certainly follow the committing of sin. Satan wants to tempt us, wants to lure us with the promises of things that satisfy our passions and our desires. It could be the lure of sexual temptation. It could be the lure of of money. It could be the lure of prestige in the eyes of others. These arrows of temptation are fired at us, promising us great satisfaction for our souls, but they leave us empty and full of regret. So in the face of these arrows of temptation, what do we do? We take up the shield of faith. We receive God's promise that he has spiritually blessed us with all the spiritual blessings in Christ. We rely on God's promise that he has chosen you in Christ, in love, to be one of his children. We take up the shield of faith and we rest in the promise that Jesus, like a husband to his wife, Jesus will nourish and he will cherish His bride, the church. Are you longing to be loved? God loves you with an everlasting and eternal love in Christ. Are you longing to be satisfied? Jesus will nourish your soul. Care for your soul, your deepest needs. You are loved in Christ. You are cherished in Christ. You are blessed in Christ. And not only that, Jesus is described in Ephesians as the one who is above all things. He has all authority. Everything has been put under his feet. And by faith, Ephesians 3.17, he will dwell in our hearts. This ruler over all things will strengthen and sustain us. So faith in the victory of Jesus at the cross extinguishes those darts of accusations. But faith in the sustaining presence, the sustaining care of Jesus will extinguish those darts of temptations, luring us away from God. But last arrow that we'll talk about this morning is the arrow of lies. The arrow of lies because Satan is the father of lies who has been lying since the beginning And Paul warns us in Ephesians 4.14 that the church has a temptation to be swept away by deceitful doctrines, by deceitful schemes. He wants to sweep the church away, causing it to succumb to the lies of false teaching. And the evil one wants us to sit in fear of the world around us. 
One dominant way people respond when we sense the church is under spiritual attack, attack is that we sit paralyzed in fear. And many think that the church is losing ground in the world against the false teaching and the worldviews that are in opposition to God and to his word. Brothers and sisters, this morning we must take up the shield of faith. We must lay hold of the promises of God's word, receiving them, relying on them, and resting in all that is promised for us. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go make disciples. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said these words, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. College church, Jesus has overcome the world. And he sits and reigns in authority, all things under his feet. Jesus will build and is building his church. And this morning we're called to take up the shield of faith in these promises and in these truths about who Jesus is and all that he has accomplished for us and all that he has promised to do. Faith in the victory of Christ at the cross, putting out the darts and extinguishing the darts of accusations. Faith in the sustaining presence of Christ, extinguishing the darts of temptations. And faith in Jesus' authority and his reign and rule as the risen king, extinguishing the darts of lies and much else. College Church, we're under attack, a constant spiritual attack, but we have a shield that we must take up, the shield of faith. A church under constant attack will be protected by continual faith. Just as we close here, I want to offer three quick comments as we're applying and thinking about taking up the shield of faith in the life of this congregation. First, think about reading. You see, God has laid a hold for us of all of his precious promises in the scriptures. And so often we just read the Bible checklist. I read it. I understand it. Good. Done. We need to read by faith because the promises are laid before us. There's opportunity every day to take up the shield of faith in what God has spoken to us and who God is revealing himself to us in the scriptures. I would encourage you, read by faith this week. But I would encourage you week after week on Sunday morning to come and listen by faith. Because Pastor Moody, week in and week out, is laying before us the precious promises of Scripture, giving us opportunity to take up the shield of faith and receive the protection behind that shield and the life and the blessing that's found in all the promises of Scripture. But it's not simply the pastor laying out the promises for us to grab a hold of in faith. Part of The plan of God is that we would be speaking these promises to one another because we are all experiencing these constant attacks. And so may this week be a week where this church is filled with texts and emails and conversations and small group discussion where we are laying before one another the very precious promises of God, 
the character of God, all that he has accomplished for us in Christ, providing opportunity for one another to take up the shield of faith in all that God has promised. Could you be an instrument in God's hands to lay before another brother or sister promises that they need to grab a hold of and receive protection and care and sustenance and strength as they face these attacks? A church will face constant attack, but we will find certain protection through continual faith in God and all his promises. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are good to us. We love you. We trust you. Thank you for first loving us. Help us to take up the shield of faith, to live by faith, in your son Jesus and his victory, his authority, his sustaining presence in our life, that we may extinguish all the flaming darts that are coming our way. And so we look to you this morning by faith. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.